This is KYUK, public radio for the Yukon-Kuskokwim Delta. I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. The Biden administration is expected to announce soon whether it will approve the ConocoPhillips permit for Willow, a major oil drilling project in the National Petroleum Reserve. Rallying for the project at the U.S. Capitol Wednesday, Alaska Native leaders stood with the state's congressional delegation wearing Willow Yes lapel stickers. Independent Representative Josiah Putkatuk from the North Slope said, Revenues from the oil production will support rural communities and a culture that is dependent on subsistence whaling and hunting. When we talk about environmental justice and uh, protecting the environment that uh, us Alaska Natives were part of that environment, we always have been and we always will be. And that's why it's important to underscore the opportunities for a better quality of life, staying away from the third world conditions that the generation immediately before me grew up in. Over its 30-year lifespan, Willow is projected to produce as much as $10 billion in revenue for the state and the North Slope borough. Alaska Congresswoman Mary Paltola says the administration should listen to her constituents, particularly the consensus opinion of the Inupiaq people of the Arctic. This is their region. This is their land. This is about their sovereignty and their autonomy to go forward with their um, economic development, which will help the state of Alaska. It will help residents across our state. Environmental groups say approving the Willow Project would be the wrong move for an administration committed to slow climate change and transition to an economy based on renewable energy. A decision could come as early as next week. More ships than ever are traveling through the Arctic Ocean. That's because a warming climate is making the region increasingly navigable. But more access could mean more accidents. In this final segment of an ongoing series, Emily Schwing looks at search and rescue response along America's farthest north coastline. Most evenings, Joe Levitt can be found passing the time with a deck of cards at the Barrow Volunteer Search and Rescue Base in Utkiavik. What are you playing here, Joe? Solitary. Once in the grid well, we'll have a pinnacle game. Levitt is also a whaling crew captain. In Utkiagvik, the region's rich whaling culture is on full display. Most people walk around town wearing jackets emblazoned with the name and flag of their whaling crew. Levitt says whaling seasons and search and rescue are the two things that bring the whole community out. And whether you're searching for a whale or someone who's lost in a boat or on a snow machine... Levitt says you don't stop looking. We had how many incidents that uh, people went actually went into their, uh, people walk home and they thought they were dead and they actually went to their own memorial service. People have done that up here. No way. Yeah, they did. Levitt knows all too well how quickly things can go from good to dangerous. Oh yeah, on a boat. I was rescued last summer. My, my boat broke down and... They actually went and retrieved my boat for me and helped me get home. Tell me more. And uh, it's a good thing because when we're doing our hunting, we don't really have to pay for the rescue. But that could change because according to the Arctic Council, all marine traffic increased by 44% through the Northwest Passage between 2013 and 2019. That means more boats, which could mean more rescues. Maybe if a lot of people come up here and change everything, we will start paying for our rescues, you know, your own rescue. 
So, I mean, we got four-wheelers side-by-side. We have more of them coming in, two more side-by-side. We're going to have the track. Curtis Lehman is the base mechanic, the one of its few paid employees. They have two boats, both decades old, and one of them was out of commission last year, waiting on a new motor. A snow machine parked nearby is one Lehman might use for parts in the future. It looks like you're working on this one. Yeah, this one is, I mean... The skidoos need a computer all the time when any kind of glitches go on. So. In January, he went at least two weeks without a paycheck. It sounds like funding is the biggest thing it is. that you need. It's just like a constant Resource of, of money coming yeah. in, correct. That is our hindrance. Um, we barely get by with some of the maintenance that we do. It took us a year and a half to get our new motors for this boat. The volunteer base operates on a shoestring budget, raising money through pull tab sales and working with the tribal government and the North Slope Borough to fill gaps. The borough also operates a search and rescue program. At roughly $14 million, its annual budget is more robust. The program's key assets, two airplanes and two helicopters, are housed in a giant hangar alongside Utgyagvik's runway. Josh Greer is the chief pilot, he says the North Slope is on its own. Uh, to be able to stage something up here typically takes days um, to be able to get, uh, you know, a Coast Guard asset or a National Guard uh, asset 24 hours, probably at the very bare minimum, sometimes longer. The closest U.S. Coast Guard base is roughly 940 miles due south of Utgyagvik. By sea, that distance more than doubles. Last October, a Coast Guard helicopter hoisted a crew member off a Canadian icebreaker 200 miles northeast of Utgyagvik. The medevac was successful with help from the borough, but Greer says they wouldn't have been able to do it alone. We have hoist capabilities, but we are not capable. It takes a, a pretty big training program. It would take additional personnel, um, and it would take a lot of resources for to make a much larger budget. That partnership with the Coast Guard? Experts say that's what has to happen for search and rescue in this region. In 2017, a graduate student in California wrote a dissertation on search and rescue preparedness in Alaska's Arctic and found that no single organization has enough resources. But when they cooperate, the military, the volunteers, the borough, that study says they are formidable. We help each other. Okay. Everybody, no matter who you are, because, you know, we're so harsh living in Barrow, this cold, dark, and if, if the na- neighbor needs help, we're going to help him. That's Tony Ockpeck. He just stopped by the volunteer base to say hello. It takes the community to pull up the whale, and, and we pull up 20 whales, 30 whales a year, mm-hmm. and it takes the whole community to do that, and so we, we just keep it in that way, see? Last fall, the Coast Guard emergency response in Utgyagvik, including search and rescue, and even the local hospital held a tabletop scenario in which dozens of cruise ship passengers needed help. The goal? To figure out where resources are lacking and how to meet the growing need. In Utgyagvik, I'm Emily Schwing. This ongoing series is made possible through a grant from the Climate Justice Resilience Fund. This is KYUK News. I'm Francisco Martinez Cuello. Kuyana for listening. Please share your news tips, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at news at kyuk.org or message us on Facebook. And stay tuned for News Yuktun coming up.